Hello and welcome to the Thrive Not Survive podcast, where we will be exploring women's lives and what determines a happy, fulfilling life, capturing women's unique perspectives on what that really means to them. How's Edward? Pardon? How's Edward? Edward is, yeah, he's good. He's there there with their daddy. So, yeah. They're all good. All right, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Laura. Bye, Nanny. Bye. Bye, Love you. Hello. 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 Well done. We've done it. We've connected. Yeah. So, okay. Are you there, Nan? I am. Oh, it's lovely. I can, can you hear, hear me? Or... I can hear can you, you hear... clear. Oh, can you? Fantastic. Well, you know what, Nan? I just wanted to take the opportunity to ask you loads of questions. Do you mind? Right. No. 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 I just I want to ask know. you about. I just what? want to ask you about your life, really, and and like how it's been for you, because I'm going to put you on my podcast. And I just think it's important for people to, for everybody's stories, because, you know, you just don't know about your, your grandmothers and your mums and what their lives were like. So, you know, you are now the ripe old age of 93, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Can do you remember what is your earliest memory? My earliest memory, I think, was when I was about two. I was at the bus stop with my mum and dad going home from visiting friends. And yeah. it was outside the Oak on Blackhawk Lane. Yeah. I the bus there then. And t- they come out to the pub while we were waiting at the bus stop. And two, and two men stripped off to the waist and fought. <gasps> and were fighting one another. But I don't know what happened because we got on the bus. But I can remember it so well. Two men in the trousers fighting. Bluminette, what a first memory. That is crazy. Yeah. I can remember that very well. And what about your what about your family? So did you have brothers and sisters? Uh, we've got two sisters, both younger than me, Doreen and Margaret. Yeah. Two years between each of them, of each of us. And we all got on very well, except Margaret, who was a devil. Um, <laughs> she would, she would um, defy my dad to the very end and never give in. Really? Yeah. Oh, I know somebody like that. And I do. See- I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying anything. Uh, so, <laughs> do you do you remember that clearly? Get you know your like when you were kids playing together? Did you used to play together? Were you allowed out? Did you, like, disappear? Yes, we could play in the street. You was as safe as houses. Um, you used to play a lot of games. you got the boys coming round from the next street and there yeah. were the girls in the street, and we all played together. We had a lot of games that we played. We never... There was never no fighting or anything like that. We were all friends. And did you have a best friend? Did you have a best friend, Nan? I had two, Rita Jones and Brenda Hill. 
I lived one lived next door, but one and one lived across the road, and we were together. And did you keep in touch with them when you got older, or did you no, lose touch? We, one died, and the other went to Canada. She was oh. a war bride. She oh. married. She married a soldier out the Canadian Army. Oh wow! And and, and what was and what was school like for you, Nan? Do you remember school well? Oh, I remember very well. I remember all my schools. I remember when I was about five. Um, I went to the St. Fate School in Park Village. Yeah. But I can remember distinctly King George and Queen Mary had an anniversary. It yeah. was probably a silver wedding or something. I don't know, remember what that was. But at the school, we were playing Hiawatha. Yeah. And is Hiawatha at the whale? Right. Anyway, whoever there was got a whale. And he, had to, he swallowed one up. And you were <laughs> under a table, and the tablecloth hung over the table so that when they lifted the tablecloth up, that was the whale's mouth, and you <laughs> went in, and you were swallowed up. Oh, that sounds and, lovely. And because it was the Queen's, King and Queen's anniversary, we all had a cake to celebrate. Yeah. And I had... Um, a custard, a custard um, tart. Oh, and I, my favourite. to this day. Oh, me too, and the rest of our family. Yeah. <laughs> custard tart. I remember so, that very well. That was some So what, and, what, and what, go on, sorry. At the junior school, I can yeah. remember a lot of my teachers. I can remember vividly being asked to spell phlegm. Nobody in the class could spell it. Can you spell it? Uh, I was just thinking P H L E G. Oh, I don't know. You spell it for me now. P H E L G M. Oh, nearly. Um, I see. One boy got it in the end. But that's what <laughs> I can't remember because nobody could do that. I, can that... Remember, I remember country dancing. Yeah. And the girls doing country dancing to a gramophone. And it was oh. lovely. It oh. was absolutely lovely. Did and you enjoy was... learning? Pardon? Did you enjoy lessons and learning? Did you have yes, a favourite? Yes, I love school. I did well at school and I was always in the top class. Were you? Yeah. And I used to go round in a uh, Monday morning, collect the money for uh, for the chocolate. You yeah. kept with the bar of chocolate. I think they were a halfpenny or a penny each. Right. And I used to take them round the school and distribute them to the children. Oh. And that I remember that. And the milk. You used to put the milk on the radiators to warm. <laughs> and, and at the top of the milk was um, a disc and you press the middle in and put a straw in. And yeah. you have to get the cream off first because you like the cream best. Oh, I wish they still did that. And I still love um, open days when you used to have sports. Oh, were you sporty, Nan? Yes, I was captain of the hockey team. Really? Yes, and we won the Shield the year we we played at um, before I left. 
and us could the only go at Manor Road that sealed it. We watched one goal and us scored it at Manor Road away. And oh, that's that amazing. Pardon? That's amazing. I didn't know that. Oh, I loved hockey. I got my own hockey stick, a three sprung, which was not very rare those days. I can't remember where I had it from. But when I went to work at Marks and Spencer's when I left school, I was um, a lady was talking about her daughter wanted a hockey stick and I let her have it for half a crown. Uh, uh, do you regret that? <laughs> no, no. How old were you when you left school, Nan? Pardon? How old were you when you left school? Fourteen. And you went straight into work at Marks and Spencer's? Oh, yeah, I had to go and have an exam first at, at, at Marks. And I had to answer, the one question was, what colours do you associate Woolworths and Marks and Spencer? Red really? Woolworths. Yeah, red Woolworths and green Marks and Spencer's. What did you do at Marks and Spencer's? How long did you I stay there the, for? I was in the cafeteria and I loved it, but... One of our friends who was a waitress in a restaurant got a lot more money than I did with tips. And I, yeah. and she got me a job with her and I went and went and lived worked there. And I went from there to Beatty's. Right. Uh, so Beatty's is a Beatty's is a department store that no longer exists for anybody that listens to this in Wolverhampton. And uh, and it was a gorgeous, wasn't it? Gorgeous department store. So and you sad. you were, you worked there for how long? I worked there for five years. I got married and held my wedding there. Really? The day and I did got you... married, yeah. there was the Wolves played in the semi-final. There was the boat race, the Grand National, and another one, I can't think what it was, all together on the same day. Crikey. And the Wolves, and the Wolves won. And we went to Wembley and won the cup. And you used to know all the Wolves players, didn't you? Because you used I to served, serve them. I served them for three years. And have you got any, do you remember anything special about any of them or any stories or anything? Not really, because I just got on well with them all and I loved them all. I think they all liked me. And we used to oh. get on so well. And every week they left me a shit in each. And that was more than my wages. Really? I was a really rich girl. Wow. Then I served them every day for three years, so I got to know them all. And I remember once Billy Wright giving me a record to hold keep for him. Yeah. It didn't get broke. And it was called Woodman Spare That Tree. I can remember that as clear as if it was yesterday. Wow, that's nuts. Just going backwards now, because I'm just thinking the timeline. So, like, I remember you telling me stories, the, so you, uh, vaguely, about you going to dances. Was that just, was that in the war? Was that the end of the war, or? No, during the war. It'd be the end of the war, because I, did, I was, wasn't old enough. But I used oh. to go to Civic Hall. used to go... Most nights a week, as soon as I could go, I would. Um, right. You used to dance and dance and dance, and it was wonderful. You were safe. 
you've got plenty of partners because you've got the three, you've got uh, soldiers and sailors from to Cosford and another one, um, by Dane's Court, Dr. Rottersley. You yeah. had loads of partners. There was never no problem. You all danced together. Friendly, no throat or anything like that. It was just so good. And you, so, no, so no romances then? No. I used to... <laughs> Um, I used just used to dance. I used and Margaret used to take me bike up and leave it at a house in Wolverhampton. Yeah, I couldn't mess my hair up. But because <laughs> but I used to ride home on my bike. Crikey! And how long was that ride home on your bike? I suppose not that far. About three miles. And what, so how long, what what time did they start and finish then? They, they can't have finished late. 11, about 11 o'clock. Oh, really? And how yeah. old were you then? There's no buses or anything. They stopped at nine o'clock. But working at Beatties, you used to do some um, nights um, parties and different yeah. things happen at night. You have dues. And we got a bus pass, which allowed us to go till nine o'clock. So right, we got okay. a bus pass till then. But if you were later Beaties, you had a taxi. They always got you a taxi home, made sure you were okay. Oh, so what, when did you meet um, Granddad Jack? Well, we were on the bus going home with me dad, with me mum and dad. And he was on leave and I sat behind me mum and dad and he come and sat behind us, sat at the side of me. Yeah. And he said, would I see him again? Oh. I, and I arranged to meet him outside the Civic Hall. So hold on a minute. He just sat next to you on the bus and asked you out? Yeah. Straight away? Yeah. Not straight away. <laughs> Not straight away. We were chatting first. He was on leave from Palestine. Oh, and what did you, what were your first impressions? We were lovely. Oh, and what was your first date? It was it was good looking and kind. It was just a nice guy. If he had I wouldn't have gone there. Sorry now, where did you go on your first date? Dancing at the Civic Hall. Oh, fabulous. And and then when did you get so you courted for how long? Um bed. Three years, two, three years before we got married. Because oh, you had to okay. go back, you had to go back to Palestine. Right, to okay. Back. Came on leave and had to go back. And what was that like for him? Does you do you remember him saying? It was hectic because you didn't know who you were fighting. Right. You didn't know who was your enemies. And one night mm -hmm. he was on. One night he was on guard. And somebody kept knocking to come in and tried to get in. And, you know, soldiers say Hall 2 goes there three times and he didn't answer. So he shot and he shot a camel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, what a he shock. Knew, <laughs> he knew the next day we shot a camel because it was pitch dark. 
Oh, wow. Wow. Crikey, what an experience. Yeah. And um, were you engaged when he was over in Palestine then? Yes. Wow. And then, so you left Beatles and got married, or were you still working while you were married? Or did I you leave when you... I worked till I was expecting Susan. Oh, okay. Then, then, when I was expecting Susan, I was going to give it up, pack, get a finish. And Mr. McAlpine, who was the chairman, who I used to serve, said, Don't give up, Joyce. Come up in the morning, come into the cafeteria. And just spread bed and butter, just to keep you going. Oh, how kind! And um, that's what I did till I was about eight months, I suppose. But wow! It and it was wonderful. They were so good to me. They bought me um, a, a chest of all um, towels with all towels in. And one with tablecloths and napkins. And one day, Missy McAlpine said, "Have you got a um, a cot for the baby, Joyce?" And I said, "No, not yet." Because remembering there was very little then. Yeah. It was on coupons, and you you got to hope you get one because you didn't know whether you would. And um, yeah. she said, "I'll send you a cot." And a baby chair. And she sent me a cot with a mattress, um, a horsehair mattress. No, a proper mattress, but a horsehair pillar so that the baby couldn't suffocate. And a beautiful yeah. feather quilt. Oh, how lovely. And a baby chair, a low one that you sat in and had your dinner and that. And oh. she sent that. That's so kind. They were excellent. And if, wow. when I went back to Beaches, when I got the girls, I finished work. Yeah. We used to go up on a Saturday and meet friends in the coffee bar. And uh, if we met Mr McAlpine in the lift or anywhere, he always gave the girls a shilling each. Did he? What a yeah. lovely man. Sounds lovely. They were, they were a lovely family. Well, it wasn't a Beatty family. He was just yeah. he was the head of the the uh, store. Okay, and and, and, did you, and did you have a so your you've obviously got your sisters, but then Granddad Jack had a big family, didn't he? Yeah. Did you used to you know what did you used to see them often? Well, I lived with them for two weeks till Susan was about um, what. Uh, no, a few months old and we had a house. But oh, okay. I get on well with the family except his mother. And in our bedroom, we'd got a dining room suite because that's we got nowhere else to put it. You had to get yeah. it while you could because you had right. one occasionally come up to, to be sold because there was nothing about at all. And everything okay. was on coupons. And yeah. it was, she used to come and pinch me sugar. <laughs> so when I wanted some sugar, I hadn't got any. And when I got some, I went and hid it. Oh, and we had a blazing ray because you got no sugar. Oh, so your mother-in-law <laughs> used to nick your own sugar? Yeah, she used to nick it. Crikey. And in the tea then, they used to put condensed milk. 
Oh, yeah, I love it. I condensed milk to sweeten it. There was no sugar, but I'd always got enough sugar because I got I managed, but not when she used to come and take it. Crikey, such different times. You used to go and borrow a cup of sugar. Wow. We didn't, but if you could, borrow a cup of sugar till you got your rations. And, and, and so... Go on. I used to go to the co-op on the Stafford Road yeah. and get the uh, our rations for a week from Jack and I and Sue. And they came to 11 and threepence. 11 shillings and three, yeah. uh, three pence. And that was our rations for the week. So were you hungry a lot? No, I don't know why, but I never remember ever remember being hungry. Not ever. Wow. And what kind of things did you eat? I know that sounds like well, you know, what was your what was your what what would you have for dinner? Would you have the same things on the same days or we always had something meat on the Sunday, cold on yeah. the Monday. Rice pudding on hot on Sunday and cold on Monday. On Tuesday, for the pudding, we always had bananas and custard. I can remember mm -hmm. that. I can't remember no. what I had for my dinner, but I can remember having bananas and custard. <laughs> and on a Sunday, it was pilchards. Yeah. Was thick oh. That's if you could get any. I mean, things yeah. were scarce. You couldn't get them. And your ration, yeah. it was terrible, and, just nothing, no fruit. If some oranges came in, there'd be a queue of more long at the, um, where, at where they came in, the wholesale market. Yeah. Or an apple, there was just nothing. And you can't the end imagine. of the war, all I wanted was some thick cream. And that's the that's first thing I had, for some thick cream. And my mum let me lick the tin out because it was oh. the best. And he was getting my finger in the tin. And it was lovely. Oh, oh wow. And so so then when did you first live on your own then with um, Grandad Jack? When, you, when did you manage to leave the uh, mother-in-law behind? We went, she was, we was only a few months old and we had a house at Raygate. A three-bedroom house, a very nice house, um, two-fronted house, and a wall at the side. It was right outside the bus stop. It was excellent, but had terrible neighbours. There was a mother oh, really? and dad, a daughter and a husband and a child, and they were the lowest of the low. The language, <laughs> they were just horrible neighbours, and we left, and... We wrote to the um, council and they understood because they knew what the neighbours was like. They went from, came from four houses and they get let us go to Wensfield and choose our own house. And we went, oh, okay. to, and we went and chose Hillstone Crescent because you got a front room. Yeah. And that's where your mum and Linda did their courting. Oh, making rugs, I heard. Yeah. That's the excitement of the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you always remember, because obviously I think of you as a really positive, really strong person. 
Um, have you always been like that, do you think? Or is that have you learned to be like that over time? No, I think I've always been strong. I've I've never I've always been well just normal really. Yeah. Just, just normal, same as everybody else. Hmm. What well, if you could tell your younger self anything, what would that be? Could you, you know, what would you say to I her? I wouldn't change my life. Because, no? because there's different phases. And yeah. there'd be nothing bad. Uh, the only bad thing was Jack's health. Yeah. If we could, Jack could have had good health, it would have been perfect, but he had dreadful health. When he came out of the army, he was A1. But within months, he was in hospital with with uh, rheumatic fever, and yeah. he turned to rheumatic pericarditis, all his the transeptic all round his middle, and oh. he was in a terrible, terrible state. I never thought he'd come out of the hospital. And, wow. and and how did that develop? Just it just happened. Because... Oh, okay. Like everything else, you don't know you're going to get it. You just get it. And he had, well, the Asian, he had Asian flu, which nearly killed him. That was yeah. That was dreadful when that came in. It was terrible. Oh dear. So he was ill from how? How old was he when he first when when that happened? It, it seems to have been ill all all our married life, really. Crikey, that must have been really tough on you. So then did you have to go out and earn the money then? Well, as soon as the girls were old enough. Jack, Jack used to go to work for about six months a year. But when the winter came, he couldn't go. But Chubbs knew that. And it was never a problem. He'd just be off work, but his job was always there when he, when he was well enough to go. And he was super bright as well, wasn't he? Pardon? He was really clever, wasn't he, Granddad yeah. Jack? Yes. He didn't. He he got into grammar school, didn't he? But he couldn't afford the uniform. Mum said. Probably. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So then you were then you you were at the how did you end up at the council and what were you doing there? Um, there was an advert in the paper for rent collectors part time, and I just answered it. Because somebody who knew Wolverhampton. Yeah. Well, I knew Wolverhampton reasonably well. Um, and, and I applied for it and got it. And I used to do one or two days a week for a long time. Then eventually um, they wanted the next one in the cash office. And they asked me if I'd like to go in the cash office. And I said yes. Because that was like all the week. It was a full-time job, but not, it was not, um, that could stop me any time. But eventually yeah. the proper job came up and I had to apply for it. And the boss said, you've got to apply for it, Joyce, but it's yours. And did you so, enjoy it then? What, 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 what did you have to do? Is lots of, um, you know, we have to be good at maths or? They would just click the rent behind your desk. Oh, okay. Just money. It's all money. And if you weren't busy, if you weren't busy, you had to send letters to people who were noticed to quit. 
and okay. people who owed to ask them to pay up. Oh, okay. In those okay. days, you had to add all the strips up yourself. And a strip consisted of about 40-odd payments. Yeah. And you got to add everyone up, and you got a balance to the penny. Oh, it sounds like my it, was a, it could be a nightmare. But as, oh. I, as towards I was leaving, you had it on a computer, and it was all done for you. And it was wonderful. Yeah. And I was leaving then, because I was retiring. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's go back to you having children. What was that like? Do you remember it being like what you expected or no. was it hard or was what, ha you know, what no. was that like? When we were young, we were very naive on sex. You yeah. Weren't, it weren't spoken of. And as for gay men, you didn't know such thing existed. It just wasn't there at all. Yeah. And yeah. when I was married and pregnant, and I thought babies came out, out of the loin in the middle of your stomach. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? No, that is true. So it, that must have been a shock. Who told you it, that wasn't going to happen like that? You didn't know about such things. It was not talked about. Wow. My, Ken's mum said... Uh, Jack's mom said, I would have three pains and have the baby. She didn't say I'd have 333 pains. <laughs> oh, man, what a shock. That's, you must have been in shock. Three, three heavy pains and you're all right. I could have killed her when I come home. Oh. <laughs> I was in the hospital for nearly two days. Wow. Wow. Terrible time I've been Sue. Did you? Yeah. Oh. I was stitched in and out. Oh, wow. That is sounds brutal. And when you came out with the baby, were you all discombobulated? Did you know what, you know, do you remember that feeling of oh, like, I oh my. It was wonderful. Oh, really? I was in hospital. Everybody those days was in 12 days having the baby. Oh, okay. You've got to have stop in 12 days because you had a baby. I think that's probably quite a good idea, you know, because then at least you can get used to what you, sh you know, how to look after the baby and you get a bit of support. I had a new cross. I was supposed to have the midwife to begin with, but she put me onto the hospital being the first baby. And okay. Because you had no examinations like you do today. You just had a trumpet on your stomach. Okay. Nothing else. And when I went into the hospital to have Sue, that there's a ward, and at the end of the ward was a a, a veranda. Yeah. And like I was on the veranda. There's about four beds. Yeah. So in the night, if she cried, I could get her out and feed her. Yeah. But if you were in the ward, you couldn't touch them. They were oh. watching you. So it was lovely being on the on the ward because on the balcony because I could look after and they didn't know that. Okay. And what was mum like? What was mum like as a baby and a toddler and growing up? What was what lovely? Was she like? I had two super children. I had no problem. And um, did you have Auntie Lynn, did you have Auntie Linda at home or in the hospital? I did. 
Did you have Auntie Linda at home or in the hospital? At the home. Oh, I didn't realise that. I just got we just got in the house about a few months and the with the bed hadn't arrived. And I was on the mattress on the floor in the in the living in the front room. Gosh. And was that did you were you panicking there on your own in the house? Did you have a midwife with you or? No, no problem. Midwife came and I couldn't have gas in there. She was came that quick. Linda was different. Linda was different altogether, and she was nearly twice as big. Okay. Oh, it's lovely hearing these stories. I don't know any of this. And I, when I was having Linda, I we got Sue a doll, so she got a baby as well. She'd already got a doll, but a new one. And yeah. It a, and it was a black one, a black <laughs> doll, and a knitted red. With white edging. Oh, I know that. Clothes. Yeah, that so I know. That. I know so that. Baby and me. Yeah, because I played with that outfit on my dolls. Yeah. I think Mum's still got it. You know. She has. Oh, so lovely. And you've always—I just always remember you. Um, or you were—you were always flying off. Not so much now, of course, but flying off here, there, and everywhere. Where did your? When did you start travelling? Because you've literally been everywhere in the world. Well, I started travelling with Jack and um, Bob's sister and her husband. Uh, we went to um, in Spain, and yeah. as, that was our first holiday in Spain. And what do you remember? Do you remember thinking, "Oh, this is just this is so different from you know"? Because I, I just can't imagine that. Do you remember that when you got off the plane? I didn't, we couldn't go on a plane, Jack couldn't fly, we had to go on the train. Oh, really? Yeah, they wouldn't let Jack fly because of his heart. Okay. So we and could you... book for the plane. Yeah. But uh, in the end, we had to change it because the doctor said he couldn't fly. So we went on the train and we went, we went on the train, it was wonderful. Because you knew okay. you've got to do it, so you do it. Yeah, so you both enjoy travelling then, you and Grandad Jack. Oh, yes, we used to go wherever we could. We yeah. travelled the coast of England and Scotland. We knew it yeah. well. We used to go off in the car and it was wonderful. Yeah, I always used but to remember you thinking about Scotland. You used to go to Scotland a lot, didn't you? Yeah, we used to love it. Because you were free. And you, you never knew where you were going to stop or if you were going to find somewhere. It was so desolate. But, really? So, you, so there was no place. plan? There was no plan? You used to, just used to drive and then find somewhere to stay? Yeah. You used to go and you used to wonder if you were going to find anywhere because it was so remote. But we okay. always did. We always yeah. did. And the, the ones we went, as we were travelling... There was four ladies and they stopped us. We thought there was trouble. But yeah. there was a herd of red deer and they wanted us to see it because you don't see them very often. So we saw oh. these red deer and it was wonderful and we said to these old ladies. Anyway, when we got, it was Dines we went to. That's the very top of Scotland. You can't go any farther. Yeah. And we went to the hotel 
see if we get through the night, but we couldn't. They didn't do it anymore. But the lady who owned it and just left had a bungalow built with four bedrooms for visitors. And they told us where to go, so we went. And she got a room. And we said, could we have dinner? She said she didn't think so. Uh, she was like full. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't dinner, it was high tea. So uh-huh. we said, okay. But when we went down, she she caught, came and told us she'd got dinner, high tea for us. And yeah. when we went into the dining room, there was these four old ladies. Oh, the same four? Yeah. So we had a right old natter. And it was really and truly lovely. And the room was beautiful. It was built specially for visitors with a lovely mm. long dressing table and everything there that you wanted. It was excellent. That was Dines. Okay. I'd love to go up to I need to go and visit Scotland more, actually. I've only seen a little bit of it. And um, so, like, I'm just going all over the place now. So when did you meet Ken? We met up new Ken from the office. Okay. We worked, we worked together. Ken was on in another room most of the time. I was always in the cash desk. Some we, but Ken was, and then he was out inspecting houses. So I didn't have a lot to do with him, but I knew his wife was very ill, and yeah. I knew he was uh, he got to have this bungalow. I knew we'd been to see it and what he was doing. I knew all about it. We used to talk about it, all of us. But his yeah. wife was very ill. Anyway, Jean and I went on holiday. We came back. I was in the office and I said to them, I'd better go and ask Ken how his wife is. And they said, oh, she died. I said, thank you very much for telling me. I could have been awful. Yeah. Anyway, when I saw Ken, I went to the funeral. And when I saw him after in the office, in the corridor, he looked dreadful. He looked absolutely mm. terrible. And I said to him, are you all right? And his words were, you know what it's like. It's, you've been through it. And yeah. for some unknown reason, I said to him, would you like to come for a meal one Friday night? For no reason except he looked as if he needed it. Yeah. Um, and I said, think about it. So he said, I'll let you know. So he didn't let me know, so he wasn't coming. So yeah. on Friday night, I got your mum and Linda down, because they were little. No. No, it'd be. She just had me, hadn't she? Yeah. Oh, when you met Ken? Yeah. No, I was about. I was my seven. Oh, it was Laura and Ruth. I've got right. Laura and Ruth. And uh, they were in the garden. They got a clothes horse with a blanket <laughs> over. That was the tent. Yeah. Um, we just had dinner, so the washing up was in ready to do. The line was full of washing, been at work all the way. And there was a knock on the door. Ruth ran, Ruth ran to the door 
come back in and said, Nan, there's a man wants you. <laughs> and with bloody Kenneth, wasn't it? Oh, he just turned, he just rocked up, did he? He just, he'd come to see where I lived, I reckon. Yeah. Um, anyway, he got the dogs and the children loved the dogs. Till I started biting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I mean, the ha I would not have done any of the things that were done that day if I'd known it was coming. But I didn't know, and we carried on life as usual. And when yeah. he went, he kissed me on the cheek and he said, Thank you very much. That was really, truly lovely. And I said, if you want to come next week, you can. For no reason, if you just said on the married kid, I'd have said you was mad. There's no way on earth I was going to marry or go out with Ken Cooper. And here we are, 30 years next year. 30 years later. So what changed then, Nan? Did he grow on you? Yeah, he was so cut. He was nothing like he was at the office. <laughs> He was, I didn't like him at the office at Katie, all. are you sitting next to us? <laughs> I didn't like him at the office. Yeah, I, I know. I tolerated him. <laughs> but he knows oh. that. He, I've, I've told him a thousand times. But oh, he, was so, he was so different out of the office. He was, he was really kind and lovely. Nothing like when he was in the office. He was bombastic. <laughs> Oh, how lovely that you, you know, for both of you, you know, because it's so, you know, you've both been through so much and losing somebody, being widowed and, you know, so nice that you felt. I can't believe it's been 30 years since you got married. can we. I can't believe it's been 30 years. I can't believe our Lord is 40. How old are you? 45? 47, Nan. Oh, my God, 47. I, I can't believe you're nearly 50. And I've, no, and I've got a no. daughter, 70, 71. I know, I know. Crikey, you've had a, you've had a good old life, Nan, haven't you, where's so far? Where's gone? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's gone. I've got, I, did you always want to go on Concord? No, your mother wanted oh. me to go on Concord. Oh, Okay. Your mum and Linda just... always wanted me to go on Concord. Why? How come? I don't know. <laughs> they always but... wanted me to go on Concord. Probably not everywhere else. <laughs> no, exactly. What you, what were you, well, of all your travels, like abroad, where do, where was your favourite country? Or Well, there's a lot of favourites because they're all different. Yeah. Canada was, in the Rockies, was fabulous. Hawaii was another thing that was wonderful. The Far East, that Vietnam was something on its own. Um, yeah. Tunisia. We was in Tunisia um, two months every year for ten years. Oh, I forgot every, that. Every November, every November, and every March, and we used to be about twenty odd people. Always knew we were going. Only people we knew there, and we met all those years, and we used to have a wonderful time. We used to go out on our own in the morning, but every afternoon we'd play bowls on the beach. 
We, we had a super time with lots of loads of kids. We laughed oh, and, and if the girls beat the men, that was just wonderful. It was just a game. <laughs> it was lovely. Oh, oh that sounds wonderful. The food was fabulous. It was yeah. you could you couldn't have faulted. Oh, we went, we, went, we went to other places as well, but they were definite. Oh, sounds wonderful. Have you got any regrets, Nan, or any ambitions? Did you secretly want to be a film star or a, or a jockey no, or something? No, 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 no. I just wanted to be a mum, I think. Did you? Yeah. Did nothing. Oh. Those days, there's no incentive for women. Women didn't go to work. Okay. You didn't. The life was so different today. You can't even compare it. No. You, you hadn't got it, so you didn't want it. Okay. Yeah, Closing, it must have been Closing everything was on coupons. And next door but two at Penny Avenue, they used to sell the coupons. If you were... If you weren't desperate, you'd pay a shilling for the coupon each. Yeah. And you wanted something, you'd pay half a crown a coupon. Wow. And it's just so good for some coupons. Absolutely. Well, you just can't imagine it. So, you know, we've got everything, haven't we, these days, you know, in terms of material. Or a banana. Do you know there wasn't any? But after the war, when they started to come in, you queue a mile long at the wholesale market for a couple of bananas or a few apples. Just nuts. Because there wasn't Absolutely any. There wasn't nuts. anything at all. No. And a salad at Christmas just was not known at all. <laughs> Not there was no salad stuff after the summer. It's a wonder Never. you've survived. It's, they wonder you've survived this long with uh, so little vegetables for so many years. You had vegetables out the garden. Oh well, yeah, they're even better. Off the market, fresh vegetables and eggs from gats on the market. You'd have a baker's dozen. They used to give you thirteen, <laughs> and that was a baker's dozen. And you carried them home in a paper bag, but you never broke any. You got oh, all the shopping and eggs in a paper bag. No boxes. The, crikey, that's nuts. And you didn't break any, the precious, precious goods. No. I can't oh, remember ever breaking egg. Well, Nan, thank you so much for that chat. I hope I've enlightened you. It's just really nice, isn't it? Because, you know, everyone's got their stories and, they, you know, we, we don't get to hear them. So thank you. for. It's been a pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh. It's brought back members for me as well. Oh, amazing. And they're all well, happy I... There's lots of sad memories with Jack being ill. But apart yeah. from that, it was, we've had such lovely memories, especially the last 30 years. We've seen things that other people would never ever see. Yeah, and that's that's something to be grateful for, isn't it? We've got such memories that you you wouldn't believe. Oh, how wonderful!
Well, I love you very much, and I will. And I will you speak to you again. Just get out of that yours and do something with her. So that was the amazing Joyce Cooper, my dear Nan. I hope you enjoyed it, family and friends, for anybody that is listening to the dulcet tones of Joyce and really celebrating everything about her life and how wonderful and optimistic her energy is and always has been. Love you, Nan.